It's the dog cast episode number 414. Dogs squeak out a thriller that should have been boring against Nickel State. Two point win. Ooh, doggy. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 414. Georgia, wow, uh, I want to say a big win, old dog. Big win over Nichols. Um, yeah, we won by two. And I didn't see the game, still haven't seen the game. Um, so, hey, this is your show. Take it away. Well, I mean, it is, and I, I seldom agree with Paul Feinbaum, but on some of the talking shows this morning, he said this would have probably been the biggest upset ever in college football. Ever. Really? Yeah. Above and beyond App State beating Michigan. Wow. And you know why? Why? Because App State was good. (laughs) Wow. So, let's talk about what went wrong. Um... Let's talk about what went wrong. I mean, we had some dropped balls. We had uh, lack of blocking. We just, the passing game, let's talk about Jacob Eason's first start. So what did you think about the way Eason played yesterday? He had some good balls. Hell, threw a great ball to Isaiah McKenzie, scored a touchdown. You know, our passing game still seems to be looking up stat-wise. But overall, definitely not where we need it to be. No, and and I don't think we're going to get where we need to be this year. Uh, the big, Some of the major problems we have, and I mean, this manifested itself in the North Carolina game also. I mean, we, we cannot pass block at all, uh, no matter who's back there. Yeah, ask I mean, Grayson could, Lambert. You know, you could have Joe Namath back there. Or, or one of your favorites, Kenny the Snake Stabler. Yeah, Kenny Stabler, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it, they don't, I don't even think they have time to take a seven-step drop. Mm. Uh, it, it, we're like a sieve coming in. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is we've got, and our cupboard was left pretty bare, but I don't think we actually have a real tackle on the team. I think we've got six guys who are probably all guards. You know, and you you look when a guy from Rhode Island can come and start for your team, that doesn't say a whole lot about what you had in your cupboard as far as offensive linemen go. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of like... No knock on Tyler Catalina. I mean, he's, he's probably a decent fella, but you know, I mean, he played at Rhode Island. 
<laughs> yeah, there's not a guy. There's not a lot of guys. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm bidding. You know, and it's not like it's not like Tyler Catalina's choice was. I'm going to go to the NFL or go to Georgia and play for a year. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, this is a kid that you know. This is his last year playing football. Well, you may, you know, one of the things you're most fond about reminding us of is how Grayson Lambert, you know, was not the starter at Virginia, and yet he's better than anybody we got, right? So what you're basically Supposedly. saying is, if Tyler Catalina, is a, he's a Rhode Island player, and he's better than anybody we've got at left tackle, what does that say? You know, what does that mean? Um, exactly. So, you know, so I mean, and and what we're doing, our, and this is the second game in a row that our receivers seem to not be able to get open. I mean, we apparently are this year are going to be every defensive back's dream game. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's new systems coming in, uh, if it's a lack of route running or just a lack of talent. But uh, nobody in these two games has been scared to match up man on man with our guys and they're not worried about deep ball at this point because a we don't have enough time to throw it and b even if we did we're probably going to be they're probably going to be pretty well covered up so what they have done now is you know we're looking at at eight non-man fronts and it's getting obviously it was hard to run the ball uh, there are more guys out there trying to tackle you than we've got blockers, and our blockers are pretty poor. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be some tough sledding uh, this year because we just don't have good personnel. Hmm. Wow. That kind of. I mean, it's not we're and and I'm not. I mean, I don't think we're we're not going to be like South Carolina last year. I don't think we're going to go three and nine. Uh, we're going to have a lot of battles. We do have talent. But it's every game is going to be a struggle, and we're not nearly as good as we thought we were uh, when we beat North Carolina, and we're probably not nearly as bad as we think uh, we are because we beat Nichols by two points. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's what you're saying is we're going to have to damn earn it every single week, and if we take a yeah. week off against anybody. It's not going to work out good because we don't have enough talent to phone it in. You know, Chicago Dog, you know, <laughs> there are times when in the past we've thought, hey, if we just show up, we're going to win. That's not going to happen this year. We're we're not going to no. make the famous Chicago Dog call, show up and win at any time this year. Oh, no, no. And one thing that was really disappointing about this game, and this may be a holdover hangover from the old regime, but I mean, we didn't look like we were ready to play. Mm. I mean, we came out, we came out fast. I mean, you know, we scored 10 quick points, but we just didn't, we didn't have the oomph that we normally have and, or, you know, had against North Carolina. And it's the same thing that we've seen year in and year out. And that culture has to change. Is you know we're playing down to our competition, right? So in other words, what you're saying is you didn't see any evidence of a killer instinct, is what you're saying. No, I mean you know it. We we look like a bunch of guys out there that did expect because we showed up 
and we've got a G on the side of our helmet, and we beat North Carolina, and everybody's told us all week long we're going to beat these guys by 50 points, that magically that was going to happen. And I think the people at Nichols, uh, that guy's a great coach, because obviously he watched enough film and said, we can cover these receivers man-to-man. The receivers that we've got, that Georgia has, are not blocking, and we're just going to stack the box, and if we can stop Nick Chubb in the run game, then we've got a chance to win. And teams that are a lot more talented uh, have better athletes. They're going to start doing the same until we prove that we can actually throw the ball downfield and open it up. Uh, it's going to be a war in Missouri, and Missouri's not that good. Yeah, but they do have a really great front seven, and that's what I'm worried about. Their front seven on defense is way better than damn Nichols State's front seven. I'll tell yeah. you that. And, you know, better and than I North mean, Carolina's front seven. You know, and, and we drone on, you know, year in and year out about that the game of football is won on the line of scrimmage. And there were times where we had three true freshmen as our defensive line. Mm. I mean, I don't think, it, you know, it just, I don't think with with Smart coming in and Rick leaving and all the hype going on and all the excitement we had and packing the stadium for G-Day, I think the fact that we do not have the athletes in the stable right now kind of got overlooked, that somehow Kirby was going to wave a magic wand and make all these guys great, and that just isn't going to happen. And, uh, I mean, I think we are moving in the right direction. Uh, I'm not ready to, you know, I'm not leading the fire Kirby thing yet. If we're not competing for national championship in four years, I damn sure will be. But, uh, you know, the, the culture has got to change. And I think it is changing, but it's, it's changing slowly. It's not like one of those M vehicles that you boys at BMW make that can turn on a dime. True that. True that, my friend. I, I tell you, also, like you said, with them stacking the box and the zero threat of a downfield pass, no separation in the receiving core, this has led to the very first game that Nick Chubb failed to break 100 yards, which yeah. is just a heartbreaker. You know what I mean? I, I think it's – I mean, I don't know how how – Big a deal. And, Chubb and, places and on think, it. Probably not that much, but man. No, probably we probably place a lot more on it. But to think the game that he didn't get a hundred yards was against uh, Division Two, you know, F, ABC, whatever they call them now, uh, team. You right. know, I mean, they came, which which shows you that you know if you come in and set up to stop the run against us this year. You're going to be able to. And we've got to find other ways to win football games. Uh, we have we have got to be able to protect our quarterback, whoever it is back there. Uh, you know, for all I know, Bryce Ramsey's probably saying a prayer every night that he is number three and not getting hit all the time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, I just, it's, it's incredible to think that our offensive line is as woeful as it is, 
that we've that there are times where we've got to have three freshmen on our defensive front because we didn't recruit well enough to have to have upperclassmen in there. Well, what do you, know, you think Thompson about the defense? I mean, we had yeah, I know, but we had. You know, they got 17 points off of turnovers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Special teams, stuff like that. It wasn't like they drove the ball up and down the well, field I or mean, anything. You know, you can't – and I'm not – I don't think – our biggest problem is not defense. Our biggest problem is our offensive line. Um, right. You know, defense, we don't know. Uh, defense looked pretty good against North Carolina. North Carolina was supposed to be a, you know, offensive juggernaut and apparently this week they put up some pretty big numbers. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, you know, again, I don't think the, I, I don't think we're going to be a team that only has three wins, but I don't think we're going to be a team that scores a lot of points either. Uh, defense is going to need to play extremely well. And you're right. They got points off of turnovers. Uh, you know, it's just, you can't measure anything with this game of uh, how the defense did. I mean, Lord, you know, they're a glorified high school team. Right. I'll tell you the one thing I didn't mention. You know, the guys playing, the guys playing there apparently, and I think they even, there was a Netflix uh, show, you know, about this is like second chance you. So basically what they've got at Nickel State is either guys that weren't good enough to make Division One teams or were such bad eggs that they got thrown out of school. Right. It's a bunch of damn repeat offender type guys, you know what I mean? Um, what about Martrez Milner disease? Did you see any evidence that Martrez Milner disease is rearing its ugly, hideous head on the field for the Bulldogs? Yeah, yeah, and I think I think a possible cause of that is is having two or three different quarterbacks throwing balls to you. I mean, we've got to get to the point where Kirby and, and Chaney and all of the great offensive minds that we have, they they need to settle on who it's going to be and go with it. And that's it. Yeah, I agree with um, that. You know, you can't – you're not going to win having two quarterbacks. And there may be some validity to the fact that, you know, half the half the throws in practice are coming from Grayson Lambert and half of them are throw, coming from – Jacob Eason. Right. I think you're right about that, brother. So all in all, you know, not a great, I mean, just not great. But, hey, what about Rodrigo Blankenship? I know you're I mean, excited the, the about highlight, The highlight of the game, four kicks into the end zone. Boy, Kirby called him out this week in the press conference, and damn if we didn't get his attention. I mean, we did make well, some changes there. Well, but. And, and called, you know, and called out, maybe called out some of the coaching staff, too. You know, maybe we're working these boys too hard in practice, that that leg needs to rest a little bit. Well, field goals do seem to continue to be a problem. We're still not really nailed down at place kicker yet, I don't think. I mean, no. we're well, nailed down at it. We're just not very – we're not super consistent at it yet. Well, I mean, this ham kid apparently can hit inside the 30 – and if it's if it's longer than that, it's uh, you know, it's a coin flip. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. How are you feeling about going to Missouri? Well, you know, I mean, it's you got to it, it beats watching baseball. 
No doubt. Gosh, anything uh, beats watching baseball. You know, I mean, it's it's Georgia. We're playing at night. Uh, it's great. Uh, how do I feel? We've got a 50-50 chance to win. Uh, you know, I mean, we're going to be in a battle in every game. You know, hey. can we run the ball? I mean, you know, we have got to, we've got to get folks on our offensive line that can block. They can open holes and can protect and can now pass protect. How do you think? And I, I don't think that's going to happen overnight. How do you think Isaiah's dad feels? Uh, you know, I know you've been, uh, you, <laughs> Isaiah's dad has pretty much set up shop at the Crystals on Baxter. I think he's just sitting there at the table at the Crystal just signing he's, autographs. Uh, he's, he's crying in his sackful. He's crying in his sackful. He's just... But, but you know, but, but he is, he is hopeful. And I mean, probably the best quote out of this is, you can't go undefeated if you don't win the first two games, and we did. <laughs> and, and I would like to point out that big, big game Bob Stoops did not. That is also you know, true. Another, another fantastic Oklahoma team that's going to compete for a national championship, you know, <laughs> shits to bed right out of the box. Except not, exactly. Yeah, I know, man. I tell you what, I'm sure Oklahoma fans have got to be real excited about that. So, yeah, we've got a couple of calls from Isaiah's dad. You know, apparently we have some breaking news on all things Isaiah. Did uh, you talk well, to? It, it, apparently, I mean, this is what I'm. This is what I'm starting to get at with this. If if you are, if your name is Isaiah, and you are black, and you excel at football, <laughs> you're going to need to check your lineage. Because we've got a man that, that may claim to be your father. Isaiah's dad, he, he pretty much has decided... Not only has he taken on Isaiah Crowell, but he is now claiming kin to Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> so he is the dad of all th- all boys named Isaiah. Possibly All so. black boys who can run. All right. Well, we've got some calls from Isaiah's dad. I'll tell you, it is after midnight here. Where I am, guys. I'm sorry. You know, I'm. Just, we're just. I'll be. But we'll be back to normal next week. Um, but I am here and uh, still in Germany. I'm celebrating the hundredth anniversary of BMW. Hundredth anniversary of BMW here in Munich. I'm actually at the Nurburgring today, and uh, it's very late here. It is after midnight, but this is how much I care about you guys. I want to get the show out, so I got old dog to go down and crank up the bunker. And uh, this is what I sound like after midnight. Um, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Do, uh, I know it's after midnight, which is a great time to run out and get a sack full of crystals. Do they have any there in Munich? They do not have any crystals. They don't have crystals, and it, it's a sadder place for it. They don't have chili pups. They don't have corn pups, and they don't have crystal burgers. And, you know... I think in general, it's one of the reasons that the Germans are kind of like, they're real serious, you know, they're real fact-based. They're, ang- they're angry people. They're just angry. And and really, wouldn't and, and you, wouldn't you be angry if you had no access I'm to crystal? You, I'm telling you what, if I, if I went, to, went to beer gardens, drank those huge steins of beer, and then on the way home was not able... To, to get a sack of crystals, yeah, I'd piss myself. <laughs> I mean, because nothing, nothing goes 
as good with an ice cold beer as a nice warm crystal. Oh man, I tell you Steve, what, too, just the way you want it. Just so you guys know, at our next tailgate, we are planning on having the the, the we are going to have some crystal products at the next tailgate. I tell you what, we I tell you what, we really need what we need to pull the crystal critter out of retirement. The crystal critter. Would you would you be the crystal critter? If we could get the crystal critter, would you be in the suit? I want you to be in the suit, old dog. I may that that we may need to we may need to do that when uh, when we don black jersey. Oh my we gosh! Need, we might need the crystal critter to counteract that. I've been working with the guys from the crystal on Baxter and Prince. And uh, we are working on a deal where we're going to have some crystals to give away. Um, we're going to have like a listener meetup at the tailgate on the railroad lot, and we're going to have free crystals for everybody. How's that sound? You can't beat it. You can't beat it, baby. You can't beat it. Fresh off the grill crystals, I tell you. Yeah. So anyway, I'm kind of excited about that, kind of proud of that. But dog fans, thanks for listening. The dogs are 2-0. and Hey, they head are. up, I head mean, up, little kid. Not, not every team is undefeated. Not uh, that's right. Hell, Clemson only beat Troy you know, by six. You know, and don't don't anyone get you know your your underwear in a wad over the fact that we dropped from ninth to sixteenth. You know, we started out eighteenth. You know, but who cares? We've won two games and we moved up two spaces. Hey, you there know, you go. Sixteenth uh, is about where we deserve right now. Right, and you know, I mean, it's it's going to boil down. We have. The team has got to play with intensity. We have the coaching staff has got to have these guys ready to play, and we have got to solve the major two problems that we have. Is we have got to be able to get these receivers open. We have got to be able to get them the ball to loosen up that offense or the defense against our offense. And we have got the number one thing we have got to do is block better and i i don't know which is worse pass protection or run blocking no and when you don't know which is worse because they're both so bad that's not good neither is very good right exactly so that's about where we are dog fans um oh did you see the new cup old dog what do you think about that new cup with a big full color picture of kirby smart's face on it the kirby cup First-year head coach Kirby Smart has his big old full-color face on the side of the cup. I mean, you got you got everything. I mean, everything is going with the K now. It's you got all the, Kirby. the Kirby Cup. You got the Crystal Burger. You got the Crystal Critter. You know, hell, all we need now is to pick up Krispy Kreme, and we would just be we would just be uh, it'll be the KR we, Festival. We would, we would all be a hundred pounds heavier. K's and R's, Krispy Kremes and Crystals and the Crystal Critter and Kirby Smart. I love it. Guys Man, think of think of putting think of sliding think of cutting a crystal. I mean think of cutting a Krispy Kreme donut in half, sliding a couple crystals in between mm. and using your donut as a bun. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, how awesome would that be? Hey, that is not a bad idea. We need to get the product development guys over at Crystal Kitchens to get to work on that. A collaboration <laughs> between Crystal and Krispy Kreme. Hey, guys, by the way, 
I'm going to play the calls now. We've got some calls. Thanks for calling us, guys. The number is 706-363-0210. Hopefully, also, we're going to start doing some trivia questions here and giving away some gift cards to Crystal so you guys that don't regularly get to experience the hot, fresh, steamed goodness of Crystal. Um, we're going to let you guys have some free crystals over the air with the trivia question. That's coming up. But if you listen to the calls, i got to tell you, I'm going to play Isaiah's dad's calls. There is a joke in there. He tells a joke, and it is a terrible. It's terrible, okay? It is, it is racist. It is homophobic. It is all of the bad things that you're just not supposed to say. It, right? it's, not, it's not racist. Not racist. It's, it, it's not racist at all, but it's it, anti-Semitic. It, he, Isaiah's dad is probably as politically incorrect as I am. I know, and I love him. Don't get me wrong, but I just fair warning. I'm just saying, if you are bothered by, um, if you're bothered by anything, if you're let's put it this way, <laughs> if you're going to vote for Hillary, you do not want to listen to these phone calls. There you go. That's that's a great way to put it. If you are a Hillary supporter, these phone calls. Probably not something you're going to want to hear. We'll just leave it there. Dog fans, thanks for listening. 706-363-0210. Check us out. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Spotify. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Guys, we love you. I'm sorry the show's so spotty and I'm so tired. But, hey, I wanted to talk about the game. I did not want to miss another pregame. But, I mean, another postgame. Oh, my gosh, I'm really tired. Thanks for listening, guys. Y'all are awesome. Go dogs. Don't forget, guys, I'm really serious about if you're easily offended, if you're even difficult to offend, these jokes are probably not for you. Just turn it off now. Mm. All right. As we said again, I just had, I saw two. I saw two suspensions yesterday. One of them, I agree with, one of them I don't. The first one was the, uh, um, USC game when the guy from that, the USC Alabama, when that guy intentionally turned around when he was on the ground, Alabama man on the ground, stepped right in his groin, stepped right on his you-know-what. If I was a coach, I would tell my team, if you ever see that, I want you to grab that player and drag him to our sideline. And you drag him over there and we'll get around him and we're going to just beat the shit out of him. And then the second one was the... uh LSU, the interception, LSU interception. The guy caught the ball, the guy intercepted the ball and took off running toward the goal line. He had his hand in the air, number one, and, and I'm not going to say it probably was not a cheap shot. But I don't fault that Boutte guy. Big, huge, line, huge, big lineman. But all he probably saw was the guy intercept the ball and take off for his goal line. And, uh, yeah, it probably wasn't, you know, and he just leveled that guy. He, he, <laughs> he flat leveled that guy. And I can't tell you, I don't think that boy will ever do it again. Next time he intercepts his ball and goes down, he ought to stay down. But to get up and start running, 
throw your hand in the ass saying number one, he deserved to get level. That poor guy, other guy from LSU is going to be suspended for the next game, I'm sure. But, you know, I don't know if that was that, that big of a cheap shot, you know. He could have just been knocking that guy down, you know, running for his goal line. All right, that'll probably be it to the next game. Saranara. Hey, guys, Steven Savannah. Uh, real quick, great game. Uh, this weekend, I actually ne- I did not have high hopes we were going to win the game. I'm a little tainted for uh, the last 10 years, but uh, big game, so naturally I was, I was concerned. But uh, I think uh, it was all that Kirby Smart could have hoped for. Uh, he's obvious, obviously he's got some things that need to be uh, you know, improved upon, but I really don't think he could have expected any other better, a, a better result than what he got. <clears throat> um, overall, uh, just really the first thing, really a negative thing I got to get out of the way. We, we've got to find somebody who can kick the football through the end zone. It's plain and simple. Uh, nothing good uh, ever comes out of kicking the ball off. Nothing bad can happen through kicking it through the end zone. I mean, <clears throat> well, we got to figure that out one day. Uh, so, number one, we got to address that. Defense, the defensive backfield probably looked as good as I've seen it in the last, I don't know, 10 years as well. We had receivers that actually turned around and looked for the football, which is astounding to me, and made plays on the ball. And uh, the transfer from Alabama did an awesome job. Great to have him back there. Um, defense as a whole, as far as the line goes, we, looked, we had moments where we looked great. Some other times where we, we didn't look like we were doing our jobs. But overall, the defense, I thought, did well. <laughs> Offense, uh, Chubb, obviously, coming back from that injury was tremendous. Uh, uh, effort that he put forth, uh, not only physically but mentally, being able to do what he did uh, after that uh, terrible knee injury. <clears throat> that true freshman that came in looked great. Really excited about uh, uh, Michelle and uh, Holyfield in there. How they can add to that. So the offense is going to get better. Uh, Brandon Douglas, bless your heart, son. I, I think you're a great guy. I, I, I want to like you so much, but. Uh, they should never let him touch a football again. He has dropped it too many times. Uh, every time he touched it during that game, I said, don't drop it. And he eventually did in a, in a very key uh, situation. So I think we should be done with that. Uh, Grayson Lambert continues to look like a dog that's been beat. Uh, if you raise his hand, he just breaks down uh, like you're fixing to whip him. <clears throat> it's just not, that's not, that's not a, a job for him. He just can't do it. Uh, Jacob Eason looked tremendously comfortable to me. Looked like he actually was having a good time out there. <clears throat> I would never have pulled him out, but uh, I can understand him giving the guy another chance, but I would have never pulled him out. He looks comfortable. And <clears throat> I don't think it's so much he didn't do anything spectacular other than the longest pass we've had in three years. Uh, <clears throat> um, but I think it's obvious that the defense respects him so much more than Lambert. Um that they have to respect his arm, and that really opened up the running game. Dog has technical support. Drinking the Kool-Aid, that is, the Kirby Smart Kool-Aid. Did you see that the AP rankings came out, and they ranked Georgia number nine? Four quarters of football. The way Ole Miss played, the way Tennessee played, the way 
Auburn's offense didn't do anything tells me that there is a shot for the SEC East. I know it's after one game. I know this team has some problems, especially in the area of special teams. But seriously, one game in, and I am phenomenally optimistic. After all these years, I am I am deep into the Kool-Aid. Great hire, Kirby Smart, four quarters of football. Just fix the damn special teams. That's it. Dalton has technical support. Going to go drink some more Kool-Aid. Over and out. Dog has technical support. Drinking the Kool-Aid. That is the Kirby Smart Kool-Aid. Did you see that the AP rankings came out and they ranked Georgia number nine? Four quarters of football. The way Ole Miss played, the way Tennessee played, the way Auburn's offense didn't do anything tells me that there is a shot for the SEC East. I know it's after one game. I know this team has some problems, especially in the area of special teams. But seriously, one game in, and I am phenomenally optimistic. After all these years, I am I am deep into the Kool-Aid. Great hire, Kirby Smart, four quarters of football. Just fix the damn special teams. That's it. Dalton has technical support. Going to go drink some more Kool-Aid. Over and out.